welcome back. Hi, everyone. This is once again Maya and Katarina for a new episode of Heard the Pod. Where we obviously do our best to educate prospective students on everything they need to know before coming to our school. Um, and this week we are talking about admissions and um, all of that kind of good stuff. So um, on the topic, we are actually both applying to graduate schools right now. And although it is different, it's kind of the same. Um, and honestly, we need some advice too. Um, so we are actually going to be joined by an admissions counselor a little bit later on. Um, and they're just going to answer some questions, give some advice um, all about what students would want to know about admissions because it is an important process in um, applications for school and everything because it can make or break your admission to a school. Agreed. Um, so Katarina, how has applying to graduate school been like the same and different than applying to your undergrad at USF? So my undergrad was surprisingly like a hundred times easier than it is to apply for graduate school in terms of like requirements and stuff and um, essays and test scores but it's kind of also the same I mean for graduate school you need to take the GRE um, for entrance exams for um, undergraduate it's like the SAT ACT so it's kind of the same thing so it definitely is not that difficult or that different so it's been kind of the same for me. How has it been for you? Um, yeah, like definitely parts are similar. You know, there's like that whole part in the beginning of all of these types of applications where they're just asking you a bunch of random questions that definitely have something to do with what you're applying for, but like you don't really know what. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, and one of the big questions that they ask is always like, have your parents been like, what, what is your highest parents education and stuff like that? And I'm the first person in my family going to graduate school. Um, so this has been definitely a new experience, but luckily, I mean, we work with admissions. So it that sort of helped, you know, give me a little bit of like relief. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, like, stressful, especially if you're, like, um, facing it, like, kind of alone, but I'm so glad we have all the resources that we do at this school, because um, USF St. Petersburg really has helped me from the beginning. Like, I remember when I was applying, my parents went to school in a different country, and over there, um, the applications for... Um, higher ed are way different um so it was definitely like a learning curve for myself because i didn't to kind of face it alone um but what helped me and saved me pretty much was calling <laughs> into the school and being like hi this thing on the application doesn't make sense um can you please answer some questions and they were super helpful they helped me get different scholarships um um upon 
application and everything. So it was really cool. They were super, super helpful. So um, definitely reach out to people if you need help or you don't know what you're doing or you're a first time, um, a first generation student, because they can definitely help you. I know how it feels to just dive in head first and not really know. So yeah, just reach out. Yeah, they're definitely there to help. Um, I, I, when I was applying, luckily for the most part, I was able to sit down and do it by myself, but there were definitely a few parts where you're like, I don't, I don't really know. Um, undergraduate admissions is luckily though a lot more straightforward and USF is a merit-based system too. So there's no like essay, which is nice. I know that other schools have essays, but we got really lucky with ours that we didn't have to write an essay. It's completely based off of, you know, test scores, GPA, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, graduate school, however, we don't love that. <laughs> we don't love the statement of purpose. I've written like 10. It is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot more complicated, but um, we're definitely going to be focusing more on undergraduate just because this podcast is for like undergrad uh, for high school students, prospective students, um, just so they kind of learn a little bit more about the school, kind of get all their doubts um, out of the way. Um, so, yeah. Um. We'll just um, start the fun part then, the actual interview part. Um, so we'll call Kaysen in, and Kaysen is an admissions counselor at our school at the University of South Florida St. Petersburg campus, and uh, we'll just call him in real quick. So here's Kaysen. He is an admissions counselor at our school at the University of South Florida St. Petersburg campus. He is personally our favorite. Don't tell the other admissions counselors. We hope they're not listening. Um, we love you all equally. Ha, ha, ha. Um, but here's Kaysen. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Kaysen Watson, as um, uh, Maya just said. Um, I'm uh, one of the admissions counselors here at uh, USF St. Pete. Um, I'm actually housed in USF St. Pete, obviously, but I do um, uh, essentially recruit for um, the entire USF system. So any student that is in essentially South Pinellas County will be um, contacting me and I will be helping them walk through the process of um, applying to the USF system. All right, well, we just have a couple of questions. Um, we pulled a couple from um, students that they wanted to know about specifically, and then we threw in a couple that we had ourselves, but at the end, we'll also give you time to like throw in any advice that you want or any um, questions or anything that you want to answer that you know have been asked a lot in the past. Um, but the first one is, you you mentioned that you like help students within your office. Like, what do you do specifically? What is the what is the part of your job? So admissions, the admissions office basically. Um, if you kind of break it down, it's the application process through admission. So, for example, from the um, when a student's applying, um, you know, uh, we collect the documents like their transcripts and stuff like that, um, residency, um, 
we uh, kind of like talk to them about the program requirements, depending on if they're a transfer or a first time in college student. We kind of explain what the difference is between a transfer and a first time in college student. Um, we go through the requirements for different programs. And if you're applying as a freshman or an FTIC, as we refer to them, um, the process is fairly straightforward. Um, there are not really any like specific um, uh, like differences in the major. You're applying to USF, you have to meet the same requirements as any major in any program. So um, the difference comes down to when you're a transfer student, you know, transfer different programs have different requirements depending on if you're a transfer, you know, how many credits you have, stuff like that. So we kind of cover um, everything getting the student into USF. Um, once they're like admitted, then, you know, they go to orientation and housing and, you know, the different departments kind of help them through that. Um, picking classes goes through academic advising, but we're helping to the actual, like, you know, getting students into the university process. Yeah, I think Catherine Bleakley was my admissions counselor because I remember um, getting the email that I got in and like I was on the bus on the way home my senior year and I like called my mom and I was all excited and she was like well obviously you were gonna get in because I was a nerd in high school <laughs> um so that like you know made it a lot less exciting unfortunately <laughs> but um one of the other questions people have and I honestly don't fully know the difference but um what's the difference between merit-based and other types of applications so essentially merit-based looks at your academics. Um, so we look at your high school GPA and your test scores. And that's kind of the only thing that we look at um, when, when you do a merit-based evaluation. So we're gonna be um, recalculating the GPA based on um, the recalculation that we use is really closely um, aligned with like the requirements to graduate in the state of Florida. So, you know, their English and math and social science and natural sciences, all those, you need that number of courses to graduate from high school. And that's kind of what we use as a recalculation for the GPA. Um, and uh, a holistic review um, will look at other things like they'll require academic resumes and they'll look at, um, at like uh, essays and you know extracurriculars and a lot of uh, things like that a lot of the um like uh, private schools will be a holistic uh, review and um i'm actually kind of glad we we don't really do a holistic review because it's like you'd have to like go through and read all the essays and you have the the different um like panels you have different groups that will like look through and you have different factors in in when you are uh admitting a student but for us it's a pretty straightforward process like you know if you you meet the requirements within a certain range it's all based on the averages so um the admitted students to usf when whether or not the, the gpa goes up and down more has to do with the group of students that are applying to us than it does our whims you know like for you know we're just like oh this is gpa now it really de depends on the group of students that are applying and what the averages look like for those group of students so if we have like a really strong class and we basically continue to have a really strong class for every um every year that I've worked here, the credentials have gotten a little bit higher because we've gotten really strong uh, applicants. Yeah, I remember um, listening when we were in the office, which I really miss. Um, I remember hearing um, all of you talk about that, like how the um, group of applicants like keeps getting better and keeps getting stronger. And I was like, I'm glad. Like, I feel like everyone is really on their A game um, and we're really getting strong candidates. But along the lines of that, do you 
think there's any like ideal GPAs or test scores for students or does it really depend? Um, I know you said it depends on the group of students, but are there any other factors that impact that? So one thing um, that there's a couple different factors that we do look at, and one of them is um, what we call rigor. So we look at whether or not a student's taking like like more challenging courses. So for example, um, if a student is doing better from freshman to, to, to you know, senior year, um, we look at that, whether or not they're the upward trend or a downward trend, that's kind of important. Um, we look at the kind of class they're taking, like if they're taking honors classes or AP classes or, or you know, dual enrollment or anything like that, that also helps because we weight the GPA based on those courses and it really is a benefit to the student to if they can take like honors or AP or dual enrollment, it's a benefit in multiple different factors for dual enrollment, but it's a benefit to their GPA. Um, so we generally have students that are taking some of those courses that have pretty strong GPAs. Um, what I will also ca uh, caution students for, though, is if you are not a really strong math student, don't do a dual enrollment math class. <laughs> like, just, just not a good idea because that also can affect um, your post-secondary GPA, which we also look at. So if you're taking dual enrollment classes and you just happen to, and I've seen this a couple times where you have students where had a really strong like high school GPA, but then they took like a dual enrollment class or two dual enrollment classes. They didn't really pay attention or just didn't care. And they had like below a 2.0 in the dual enrollment, then you're not admissible. So that's like your post-secondary GPA needs to also be above a certain level. So if you're going to take those like, you know, dual enrollment classes, those college level classes, you need to make sure that those classes are things that you're strong in. Don't just take them to take them. You should take them in courses that you have a strength in and you know put your best foot forward because that's going to also be part of your college gpa in the case of dual enrollment yeah i <clears throat> sorry about that yeah i took two dual enrollment courses in high school and um the teacher was known for grading really hard so like sometimes i'm like wow i wish i hadn't taken it because it brought down my original like going into school my um post-secondary gpa was a 3.5 because i got a b in one and an a in the other so that was like i was like oh and now it's like probably it might affect like like we we've been talking about katarina and i are applying for graduate schools and they look at graduate schools as much more like you mentioned like a holistic thing so they look at all of that um but on a separate note um how has do you think the pandemic has um affected applying for undergrad and do you think like if if it has how um has it made your job more difficult and the student's job what do you think it's affected everything um we're all working remotely for the most part um you know we do come into the office every once in a while but the traffic is not nearly as much as it used to be um just even students on campus so i think that me speaking personally i didn't really i didn't really do well in, in on like online classes so i think that students having to shift to online for students that aren't prepared for that shift or prepared for what that entails it's going to affect their grades it has been affecting their grades so a student that is very used to the um, in-person you know um, the rapport with professors or to teachers i should say which is really really important like if you have uh, you know an issue you can ask a question 
with a teacher and get some sort of feedback right away as opposed to having to go back and forth with email or things like that with mo with mobile it's affecting gpas it really is um especially for students that, like me i wasn't the most organized student in the world and having to have you know you have to be very structured and organized in my opinion to do well in online classes um, and if you don't have that structural organization, it's very hard to do well and it's stressful, especially for students that were doing well before and then they're thrust into this online situation where they're not doing well and they're struggling. It can be um, not really great for their mental health. It can it's not really great for their grades in general. And um, I think it's having a taking a toll on everybody. Um, it's taking a toll on um, like it, working from home is not fun for me. Um, it's like some students do, um, my, my coworkers do well with it, but I'm just like, I have puppies running around and all kinds of things. So there's all these distractions and it's not, I have a harder time concentrating when I'm in the office, I'm just focused on work. When I'm at home, you know, I'll, you know, go, I'm like, um, yeah, I'm going to go take a break. I'm going to go get a snack. It's later, I'm making or something and then I have to go back and get my work done so it's it's affecting a lot of things it's affecting um, students it's affecting the university um, it's affecting you know like my coworkers. so it's taken a, a toll and it's um I really can't wait for everything to go back to normal um and just we don't know when that's going to be yeah I can't even imagine being like a high school student right now because like as a college student you do get a lot more flexibility with your schedule with assignments and everything but when you're in high school like and you're doing eight courses it's a lot so I can't even imagine like the stress um but do you have any tips for those students that are um applying but they might be falling out a little bit now their senior year might not be doing as well do you have any tips for them I, some, I think it's a good idea to utilize all the resources you have available. I think that um, a lot of schools have been doing a really good job of setting up some, some resources. There's a lot of online resources that are available. Um, figure out, and this is kind of something that you really kind of get into in college, is figuring out how what kind of student you are. Do I study better in the morning? Do I study better at night? Do I, you know, do I need extra time to study these certain subjects that I'm not necessarily doing well in? Um, it's I think it's a good time to take an assessment and it's I know it's hard, but of who you are, what kind of student you are, what is going to be the best fit for you. I'm not a morning person, so trying to fit things in the morning is not good for me. I figured that out in college um, after taking a bunch of morning classes and then like almost failing them because I'm getting up. I was going to class and just not being able to focus because I'm not a morning person. It just took me a while to get get going. Um, so figuring that out and figuring out you know, the resources that are available, um, I think it's a really good idea to reach out to, teachers are, are, are very understanding. If you are struggling with something, reach out to your teachers um, and ask for help. I think that students sometimes um, take for granted the resources that they have available, and there's quite a bit. Um, internet is a huge, a huge thing. Um, that I think my biggest piece of advice for any student that's applying to any university, do your research. Every single university has a, a website. All of us have an admissions department, an admissions office. Reach out to those people, ask them questions, go on the website, explore, look around, see, you know, I can Google USF admission requirements right now and it will just pop up for me, you know, um, and I, most of the questions I get are kind of general, general questions that really are 
accessible information. Um, and I think that your first step would be to do your research thoroughly. Um, just go check out the website, go contact the admissions office. Even if you're, you know, I've had junior students reach out to me. Um, I'm going to be graduating. I'm going into my junior, my senior year. What classes should I be taking? You know, like what's going to be good for, you know, applying to this university or that university? Um, the information is available. It's just a matter of like going out and getting it. On that note, actually, you've been doing a very good job of like knowing right where we're going. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask what kind of questions do you recommend students to ask admissions counselors? So like, is have you ever gotten a question where you're like, wow, that's actually a really good question that, you know, maybe they do not have access to the research for that and they might need help with and they like everyone should be asking admissions counselors that question. You know, it's really funny. I get the opposite all the time where I get questions that are just like, how is this question relevant to anything? <laughs> like students ask me questions and I'm just like, well, really, how is that going to affect your your whether or not you go to this institution? It's just a really like off the call, like what's your ranking? Like what what is what I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what it means. I know what our ranking is, but like, how is this really relevant to the student? I think that um, questions that are really important is things like class size and um, and accessibility to to your professors. Um, how hard is it for me to um, get resources if I need to? If I'm having trouble struggling in a class, what do I do? Um, if I'm having trouble with a, you know, look at the professor, what do I do? Um, how do I figure out, you know, whether or not a major is right for me? Things like that, I think, are really important questions because I think students really have a, a lot of preconceived notions about even professions, um, a lot of preconceived notions about majors. Um, I have students that are asking me about pre-med and I'm just like, well, the pre-med, pre-law, they're very flexible things. They're, they're generally going to be advising tracks, not necessarily a specific major. Um, and if you are interested in going to medical school, there are so many different majors you can take than just pre-med per se. Um, you can do uh, biology, which is what a lot of students do. Um, you can do um, health sciences. You can do majors that are not even directly related to medical school because you're going through your first four years, then you have to apply to the graduate program, um, PhD program, essentially. So um, knowing that you have some more flexibility and even like things like law school, it's certain majors can be more beneficial for law students than it can be for, you know, and it's generally not the ones you would typically think about. Um, English, history, those are really good majors for law students. <laughs> um, so um, some of those questions, I think I don't get asked a lot. And I think, um, they would be fairly important for students to know. Um, fit is really important. Whether or not you feel like you belong at an institution is probably the most important factor about whether or not you'll actually be successful at that institution. It's not, you know, the ranking. It's not, um, you know, a lot of different things a student asks me. It's like whether or not you feel like you belong in that institution. So like if you're from a small private school and you thrived in that environment, maybe a smaller institution would be better for you. Um, if you were from a large high school and you thrived in that environment, maybe a larger institution would be better for you. Um, and it's some of those things that, you know, students want to get out of that environment. Oh, I came from a small town. I want to go 
and get out of that small town. And so, like, well, maybe going to a bigger institution to get away from the small town might not be a good fit for you as a student. So thank you. So it's just like some of those things I think are really important to figure out is whether or not and what's going to be a good fit for you as a student. Yeah, for me, that was the most important thing. Like I visited a couple different campuses before I visited USF St. Petersburg. And when I went on campus and I just like started asking questions and everything, I was like, this feels like the perfect fit. Like I feel like I actually belong here because like I felt like I got all my questions answered. I felt like all of the questions that did get answered were like the exact thing I was looking for. I came from like a smaller high school and I was like, I really still want that like one-on-one -on -one kind of feel with my like professors and other students in my class. Um, I really want to feel like um, everything is like very individualized and that's what I've gotten so far. Um, and I'm graduating soon. So it just has really been like a great experience because I feel like everything has been exactly what I expected from the beginning because they like laid it out perfectly. Like they really, really um, made it easy to choose. So I'm really glad with my decision. And I hope that more students do take that advice to really like look and see if a institution actually fits their like wants because it's important to look at that because like the school kind of like your experience at school directly reflects on how you do in your courses, how you do like with other people and everything. So being at a school that doesn't fit for you just would maybe deter from your college experience. So to any students that are listening, I highly recommend just really like taking the time to look into these schools, um, make sure that it's like the size you want, the kind of um, teaching that you want, the kind of um, interaction with your professor that you want so yeah um do you another question um how would a student make their application stand out to you as an admissions counselor um well for for me it's kind of hard for for doing a merit-based evaluation i think um because we look at um certain factors i think that honestly um interacting with the admissions office is super important especially like you know um when you apply to most universities as soon as you like submit an application it creates a student account um and specifically the way that works at usf is once you hit submit um a student a u number university id number is generated um and it creates a student account for you, you have access to that account basically 24 to 48 hours after you submit an application you can go into that account and access your information and see, you know, what you're missing and stuff like that. Um, and interacting with the admissions office, I remember students that um, have reached out to me um, more so than anything else because we, it's a large institution. We have about like a, over 50,000 students in the USF system. Um, so going through that number of applications, it's very hard to, you know, see students that are are really sticking out. I think one of the things I do notice a lot is dual enrollment courses. Like if students that are taking ACE or dual enrollment or anything like that tend to be a little bit like they kind of tend to pop out a little bit more to me because usually their GPAs are pretty strong. And I'm just like I look at them like, oh wow, this like student has like a four eight or not realistically, but like has like a ridiculous GPA. And it's usually because they're taking 
um, really interesting or really um, rigorous courses. And that has a tendency to stick out to me personally um, more than anything else, especially when you're looking at a merit-based evaluation system. But usually I always remember the students that have reached out <laughs> and just were like, hi, I'm interested in this, you know, like, you know, or this friends and some students still come visit me even after they've been admitted. Um, so I think that having a good rapport with your um, with the admissions office is kind of important, um, especially just to make sure that you're on track um, to make sure that you have everything that you need um, and you know just to make sure that you don't miss anything. That's noted. Now I, uh, after this podcast, I might go send a few emails <laughs> to my graduate schools, but um, the point remains, <laughs> uh, even into the graduate school applications, the point remains. But I know, like, personally, this is like our advice portion of um, the podcast, by the way. So I know personally, I would recommend taking the SAT or ACT as early as possible. Um, because I had, I basically, I waited until my senior year to start doing the SAT. And that's not even just like admissions advice. That's also like financial aid advice. Like, you know, get that in early, especially in Florida, because there's the Florida Bright Futures. Uh, scholarships that you basically get if you're you submit the application and you're eligible like you meet the bare minimum it's super easy to get so that's always my um, go-to advice do you have any tips for students that are like sophomores or juniors in high school apply early test early you should have a you should have you should take an SAT or ACT by the end of your junior year. You should have at least one of those tests um, taken and like take it seriously <laughs> um, because, you know, deadlines and things like that. Uh, if you apply early, it's your best opportunity to get admitted because basically we go on a um, uh, like as a competitive admission. So the more applications we have, the more like competitive it gets. If you apply early, that's your best opportunity to get admitted. The closer and closer it gets to the start of the um, term for us, the more competitive it gets. So I use an example, which is like, you know, I'm just going to throw out a number here, but let's say that a student applies to USF with a 3.5 GPA in, you know, July, August, you know, in, you know, that range. And they would be admissible. And let's say, and once again, this is not hard numbers because, you know, those change, but let's say they would be admissible at 3.5 in the beginning of the, the, the application process. In March, that same GPA would probably not be admissible. So applying early is generally your best opportunity and having a test score is going to be crucial to being able to complete your file. So I always suggest that a student and um, apply early and test early and also keep in mind that um, in Pinellas County, when we're looking at the transcript, we don't see any of your senior year grades until you graduate. So you're, if you're a Pinellas County student, you're being admitted based on the last like junior year grades. Because we'll see the classes you're taking, we don't see the final grades. So you're getting admitted based on your junior year final grades in Pinellas County. So um, you don't really have a chance to like, I mean, you do kind of have a chance to, to make it up in some instances, depending on, you know, the, the county, but 
it's kind of difficult to do it if you're coming from Pinellas County and um, it's you are going to be bumping up on some of those timelines. So make sure that you look at deadlines um, for the institution you're applying to. That's any institution you're applying to. Look at the deadlines. Make sure that you, um, you know, do your research. Make sure that you pay attention to what the requirements are um, because and make sure you read your emails. For the love of God, read your emails. <laughs> um, we like I get I've had four calls just this week for students that are asking me about something that was directly in an email that was sent to them. They're like, oh, I got this letter saying this. But why is this an issue? And it's just like the second paragraph of that email told you why that was an issue. Read your emails because we usually don't send you information just for fun. We send you the information because it's important. Um, so even like when our admissions letter goes out, the admissions letter for USF has a ton of information. It has whether or not you know you are getting a, a one of our admission scholarships is listed in there. How much the admission scholarship is, what your next step needs to be. Um, it's going to tell you if you're applying to you know, a certain term, whether or not you're admitted to that term. Um, usually our letters will say, you know, if you're applying to for the fall and you got admitted for the fall, it will say that. If you're applying for the fall and you got admitted for another term, it will say, I, we know you applied for the fall. It's really competitive. We're going to be offering you, um, you know, admission for another term because we think that you might be more successful in a less competitive term. So, but it's in the letter. And it's just funny how many times we get phone calls about that same thing. It's like, oh, I graduated, I applied for this term. Why am I getting admitted for this term? It's like, we told you in the letter that we sent you that told you you were admitted. <laughs> like just, so that's really important. Look at the communication. What I would do and probably um, recipe of a piece of advice I would give to students that are like, you know, juniors or seniors or, you know, applying to universities, take your email address and separate it out into separate folders. You can separate out and create rules within Gmail or, or Outlook to filter UCF. If it's like, you know, at this from this email address, put it in a folder in my email so I can come in and be like, oh, I got an email from UCF today and this is what it says. So you won't miss the emails and it'll be kind of like a prominent area. You'll be able to see them. I have like folders in my email. Just I have folders for my boss, I have folders for students, I have folders from different departments and everything separated out so I can go and prioritize my emails and answer, you know, things that I need to answer. I don't miss anything. Yeah, all that was really good advice. I, I'm kind of thinking of going into my email and kind of filtering through it now because I really need to make different folders. But I always took like the admissions things very seriously from the beginning. Like I remember um, my junior year, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to apply as soon as the, the application opens because I want to make sure. Like even though I felt like I had like a strong GPA and stuff, I just wanted to make sure because you never really know. So um, like Kaysen said, apply as early as possible. Um, <clears throat> really make sure that you're taking your exams early because it really, really does matter. Um, and yeah, I remember looking through all of the like pamphlets and everything that they would send me or the admissions letter and I would be like, I need to highlight through this because I need to make sure that I know everything. Um, but yeah, that was really good advice. Thank you, Kaysen. Is there anything else that you want to talk about or say at all? Um. Yeah, I think that I can't emphasize enough how much Google is your best friend. <laughs> like really, a lot of the information you need is, is very easy to find with most of the institutions. We're not really, especially for public institutions, we're not trying to hide the information. Um, you know, it's very 
out there. We don't, we're not trying to hide anything from you. Um, the information is readily available. You just have to kind of go out and look for it. And if you are confused about something, once again, reach out to your admissions officer, your admissions counselor, and you know, we will help you um, locate uh, that information. And I think that um, kind of looking at the requirements that a school has, kind of looking at the deadlines that a, a school has, um, looking at the communication is is super, super important. Um, and also, like, you know, we even list on our website, like, how the breakdown of our, our evaluation works. Like, we'll break down, this is what we look for. We look for, you know, we're looking at your high school transcript. This is what we look for on the high school transcript. So we put a lot of information out there so that students can understand, you know, the process. And, um, you know, it's just kind of going out there and seeing what really is available um, for you. And also research scholarships early because you have scholarships from a school, but you have outside scholarships. There's a ton of scholarships available. Um, I know that when I worked at SPC, we'd get a list um, at every term from scholarships that were like not applied for. Um, so that's something there's just money that's going, you know, going nowhere. So do the research There's a bunch of different websites where you can go on and research scholarships, which um, if they're charging you, don't use it. <laughs> they should be free. Um, and there's too many free resources out there to, to get caught up in you know, paying for something you don't need to pay for. So. Well, thank you so much for, you know, coming on and having us interview you basically. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much, that's the whole thing. So um, next week or our next podcast, I believe, will be about housing. Uh, so tune in next time. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, Kason. No problem. Anytime.